Welcome to Blind Date with a Book, the podcast where three literary matchmakers set you up with your next great read using only dating app questions like, do you consider yourself a romantic? What is your dream Saturday? If tattoos only lasted one year, what would you get? What's your go-to karaoke song? This is Blind Date with a Book. Prepare to fall in love. Welcome to Blind Date with a Book, the podcast that sets you up with your book, Meet Cute. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Mans McKenney, and I'm an author and book reviewer from the Midwest. I'm Elena Nicolau, and I'm a senior entertainment editor at Today.com. I'm Kristen Evans, a critic and culture writer based in Cleveland, Ohio. Today, we're setting up Bria Sharipa. Bria is a product manager by day and a writer and creator by night. She documents the latest happenings in New York's charming West Village neighborhood on her page, The Bleecker Street Beat. Naturally, her dream Saturday consists of a walk in the neighborhood in addition to drinking an overpriced latte and hoping for a Timothée Chalamet sighting. Bria is an avid reader who recently loved the novels The Boys Club by Erica Katz, Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews, and Greenwich Park by Catherine Faulkner, but generally doesn't love fantasy novels. A self-proclaimed snob about pasta, her dream vacation would be in Florence. She thinks she would have thrived in the late 70s and 80s thanks to big hair and disco. Bria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on today. You say that one movie you would want to introduce everyone to and that you loved, especially when you were younger, is Drop Dead Gorgeous. So if you... (laughs) I I love that pick. Um, If you were in a beauty pageant, what would be your special talent? So I think probably... Well, I mean, I have a few very like small talent. Okay, I can name... Every president um, in U.S. history via song, like through a song. Um, <laughs> I so love that's that. That's always like a fun <laughs> fact. And I actually <laughs> used to tap dance growing up. So I, I think I could probably uh, do some tap ball change changes. And I'm also really good at like stalking and recognizing celebrities. So probably, probably that. But can you <laughs> do all three at once? Can yeah, all three at once. I was just thinking that too. If you could find a way to combine all of them, Cat dance up the street to ask yeah. for a selfie. Yeah, <laughs> while singing the president song. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us. Um, you say you're a snob about pasta. So what makes good pasta? Like, what do you look for when you order pasta? I mean, I think that it's really like the sauce to me. I, I think that if the pasta is a little bit al dente, like the the macaroni itself, I think that that's always good. Um, it, like it can't be too soggy or, you know, over overcooked because then it's just kind of clumpy. But I think that the sauce, like if the sauce is done right, then that's what makes a good pasta. I like rigatoni vodka, penny vodka is like my favorite food on the planet. Um, I had it like three days in a row over the weekend. So so it's just so good. And, and I think that I've had so many that if the sauces aren't right, if they're too watery, like if it's too pink, it's just, um, it's, it's over. So, okay. Give us a recommendation. Where do we need to go to eat pasta in New York? Okay. So I think probably like my overall favorite spot. Well, I have a couple, but well, so Via Carota is 
um, on my street, actually. And I think that they have such good pasta, which is like a total like, I feel like everyone would probably say that because the lines are always like out the door. But my husband and I will go at like a very off time for Cacio e Pepe or their tortellini. But Danico's in Little Italy on Mulberry Street, I think has some of the best rigatoni vodka I've ever had the pleasure of putting into my body. Um, I actually got married. <laughs> I had my wedding reception there. Like it's just so good. Um, so I, I think Danico on Mulberry Street is like a classic, just Italian restaurant and, and all of their food is great, but especially their pasta. Were you worried about getting vodka sauce on your wedding dress? Um, it was a risk that I was willing to, t- to take <laughs> at that point. Yeah, I probably should have been worried, but I but I really was like, not. But I actually wonder if I got any pasta sauce on it. I haven't looked at the dress since. So. <laughs> very well could be. Non-pasta related. What do you love about the West Village? What should we what should we know about that's happening right now that you are really into? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, the West Village is just sort of one of those, um, right, classic New York City neighborhoods, but it's that way because of the community that surrounds it and that created it. I, there's so many people that have been here for decades and, and for generations. Um, a woman that I work with on the blog is actually like third generation or fourth generation West Village. So like she manages the building that her grandfather, great-grandfather used to manage. So it's just, I think there's so much history here. And I lived here during COVID. So I saw some of the businesses, unfortunately, take the brunt of the pandemic. And I'm really happy to see a lot of stores opening up in, in some of these empty spaces on Bleecker Street and just getting back on its feet. It's always very like a lot of really good energy on Bleecker Street. I, I just think, you know, getting to know people that kind of make it operate day in and day out. It's I just don't think that there's really another neighborhood in the city like it. Um, obviously very picturesque, right? But there's a lot of really good restaurants opening up, a lot of good coffee places, a lot of good stores, pop-up shops. So I think it's, uh, it's just a great place to be and it's a great place to live. That's wonderful. I feel like we should also ask a book-related question. <laughs> to get, yeah. so, sure. <laughs> so we, we have to know, um, what keeps you from reading? What are, have been some of your distractions from reading in the past few years? Work, uh, obviously, is is uh, one. So, uh, you know, I work a nine to five job, which doesn't allow for ample reading, especially now going back into the office. But fortunately for me, I did discover a love of audiobooks during the pandemic. So basically, I listen to an audiobook and then also read like the physical books. But it's been great for going back to work and commuting and, and you know, taking walks during lunch or just sitting at my desk and, and getting some work done. Um, so I, I think that that's been a great solution to, to that, um, you know, nine to five block where I, I'm not able to read. But obviously, you know, with things kind of opening back up and, and the world getting back on its feet after COVID, you know, it's just plans and things like that. But I always try to make it like an effort to read at least a chapter, if if nothing else, a day, you know, just it just makes me a better person. I feel like when I'm when I've got a book on me and, and when I'm able to kind of just put my phone down for a few minutes and, and uh, uh, you know, get lost in a book. Hard, hard agree. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Bria, we cannot wait to get into these book recommendations. So over the next two rounds, we're each going to introduce you to books that we love. We get points based on how much you like the dates that we set you up on. 
So you win no matter what, but one of us is going to win this week by being the best matchmaker. And if we win, we're going to link to our favorite indie bookstores in the show notes. So today, I hope to be linking to Third House Books in Gainesville, Florida. Elena, who are you playing for? The Writer's Block in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Kristen, who are you playing for today? Downbound Books in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, fantastic. Bria, get ready for your literary meet cute. We're going to kick it off with Elena's first choice. Elena, what should Bria be reading? Okay, Bria, in your questionnaire, you rhapsodize about New York. And since your love for the city is palpable, I think the 2020 novel Happy Hour by Marlo Granados will appeal. It celebrates the city and all its possibilities, painting New York both as a myth and as a playground. Issa and Gala, two friends, both around 21, arrive in Brooklyn for one summer, carrying wonderful clothes and little to no foresight. They indulge in all the sensual pleasures the city has to offer. They meet guys, including the occasional famous actor. They go for expensive meals one day and scratch for food the next. They run from their pasts. And Issa documents all the highs and the disappointments in sentences that are often so clever and poignant I had to stop while reading to take a picture because I never wanted to forget them. And so after a statement like that, I do feel compelled to provide an excerpt as proof. This little sentence comes during one of Issa's many encounters with men who can't quite give her what she wants. And it really captures the exquisiteness of the writing and how Issa can be both specific and biting and and mask her longing with intelligence. Okay. He said, what do you want? All I could think of was feeling the skin of a Valencia orange in bed on a bright morning with someone pulling me into the covers because they want to spend two or three minutes nestling before starting their day. So I said, not much. Happy Hour is like a buddy comedy meets a millennial sex in the city, but the buddies are two young and glamorous and cheeky women. They're underestimated by everyone because of how they look and how young they are, which gives them the chance to chance to see through everyone. And you'll feel while reading it the adrenaline of living fast and not worrying, hoping the life that you live will one day inform the art you create. That is Happy Hour by Marlo Granados. Elena's first round pick is Happy Hour by Marlo Granados. Okay, Kristen, what is your first round pick? As usual, Elena has like the amazing ability to pick books either that I read and loved or that are mm-hmm. teetering at the top of my TBR file. <laughs> so it's always <laughs> to go against her wonderful recommendations. But, Bria, um, when you wrote in your questionnaire that you could see yourself in the 1970s with big hair and that entire vibe, I immediately saw in my mind the cover of Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. This is her 1970s noir set in Mexico City. With your taste for mysteries and thrillers like Who is Ma Dixon and even the movie Dropped It Gorgeous, I could see you really going for this stylish novel. Velvet Was the Night opens in the middle of a student protest seen through the eyes of Elvis, a gang member sent to break it up. Unlike the other members of the Hawks, Elvis finds blood and violence distasteful. He'd much rather read the dictionary or listen to rock and roll records, just like his namesake. When a dissident named Leonora goes missing, Elvis is tasked with finding her. This puts him on a collision course with Maite, a sad 30-something secretary who agreed to watch Leonora's cat. When Leonora doesn't come back, Maite sets out to look for her. Soon, this unlikely duo are crisscrossing Mexico City's underbelly, orbiting one another as they attempt to uncover Leonora's fate. Velvet Was the Night is a thrilling read filled with spies, mob bosses, and political dissidents. 
I was captivated by the distinct voices of Elvis and Maite, as well as their funny and tragic ways of looking at a world going up in flames. So if you're looking for a gritty summer read with heat and big hair, this one's for you. All right. So Kristen's round one pick is Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. I'm going to be extremely extra in my recommendation and specify not just a book, but how you need to enjoy the book. You didn't say that you liked or disliked audiobooks in your questionnaire, but I was so glad to hear in your intro that you loved them. So picture this, you are on the way to work with your iced latte and you start uncontrollably laughing. Is it because someone spiked this latte? Probably not. It's probably because of the book I'm about to recommend. I couldn't help but fixate on your love of Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is an incredible satire about a small town beauty pageant gone incredibly wrong. And you say that you know a lot about Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, which struck me as something really interesting, but of course serious. Still, these two things sort of pinged and mixed in my head and brought to mind a read I hadn't thought about in a few years. Beauty Queens by Libba Bray takes 50 regional beauty pageant winners on their way to a competition and crashes their airplane on a desert island. Before I started listening to this book, I thought that it would be kind of like Mean Girls meets Lord of the Flies, but it's actually weird and hilarious about survival and identity. And honestly, I can't give away any plot points because it just goes so many weird places. Libba Bray, the author, reads this book. Sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't, but it's absolutely essential to the experience of this book. And it has an incredible format. There's excerpts from the contestants' questionnaires. There are fake commercials and diary entries. It's like listening to an audio play. Again, I'm not going to give away plot points, but this book is absolutely bonkers That has and it has its own dedicated following. I invite you to join it. Okay, Bria, now comes the hard part. We okay. are going to have you pick from these incredible reads. Elena's pick, Happy Hour by Marlo Granados. Kristen's pick, Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. Or my pick, which was Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. Which would you want to take out on a date? Oh, well... <clears throat> This is very hard as they all sound so appealing and so fitting. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Beauty Queens by Libba Bray because I am in need of some laughter. I always like to laugh and I also just watched Yellow Jackets back in this spring and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just insane and and it was incredible and it sounds very much like uh, the plot of this book. So I'm going to have to go with Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. Oh, I think you're going to love it. It's so, it's so weird. It's it's really fantastic. I, I like that. I like that kind of like, you know, unforeseen everything. So yeah, I love it when books just go there. Um, and I, I think you'll appreciate the going there-ness of this book. Okay, so after the first round, I'm happy to say that I have 20 points. And I know that Elena and Kristen are really going to continue to bring it for the second round. So I'm a little nervous. Welcome back to round two of Blind Date with a Book. We are setting up Bria Sharippa with some wonderful reads this episode, and we are on to round two. So, Elena, can you recommend another book for Bria? Yes. All right, Bria, you do not mention any nonfiction in your questionnaire, so I am really going out on a limb here with this recommendation. But since you're a writer and a creator and a foodie and a New Yorker, 
I think you will enjoy this delectable memoir at the intersection of all of those things. Save Me the Plums is a 2019 memoir by Ruth Reichel about her decade as editor-in-chief of Gourmet Magazine. When she was tapped for the job in 1999, she was a food critic for the Times and was totally daunted by the idea of managing a staff of 60 and revitalizing a stodgy old magazine and dealing with something called the internet. But I'll let Ruth say it. When something frightens me, it is definitely worth doing. And so she decided this was worth doing. Now, I confess I never read Gourmet Magazine before picking up this memoir, but her writing was so warm and gossipy at the same time. And she took me into the halcyon pre-recession days of print magazines that I totally became obsessed. I mean, imagine taking a limo to your job as a magazine editor. We are talking that level of glamour. Since Reichel is a food lover at heart, the memoir is punctuated by sumptuous descriptions of meals. Passion may have landed her the job, but it's not what keeps her there, because she has to deal with the power struggles and politics of Condé Nast. At its core, though, this is a fundamentally inspiring story of how one woman battled imposter syndrome, believed in her vision, and turned Gourmet Magazine from something out of touch to something legendary, at least for a few golden years. You'll want to read all of Ruth Reichel's other food-centric memoirs next, and go out for a good pasta dinner. That is Save Me the Plums by Ruth Reichel. Okay, so Elena's second round pick is Save Me the Plums by Ruth Reichel. Kristen, what's your round two pick? Okay, Bria, uh, you mentioned that your dream vacation would be to go to Florence, Italy, and we've talked all about what a connoisseur you are of pasta. And these reasons alone made it tempting for me to send you packing to the Mediterranean with my second pick, Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. Beautiful Ruins is a novel about the glamour of old Hollywood and the rusted penny shine of its newer reality TV era. The book alternates between two timelines. In one, it's 1962 and a blonde starlet named Dee Murray is rushed to a sleepy seaside town in Italy to recover from a mysterious illness. There, Pasquale, owner of the Hotel Adequate View, which always makes me laugh, watches over Dee and falls irrevocably in love. In the second timeline, a harried assistant named Claire Silver grits her teeth as she tries to make it in present-day Hollywood. She's landed a job with a legendary producer, Michael Dean, whose bad behavior has relegated him to the lucrative but embarrassing dregs of reality dating shows. Soon, it's clear that Dean is responsible for lovely Dee Murray's fall from grace decades earlier. And Dean's past is rapidly catching up with him. What happened to Dee Murray in that seaside village? And will Claire Silver ever get her big break working for her terrible boss? A novel of love, redemption, and the art of the pitch, Beautiful Ruins will transport you not just to Italy, but to Los Angeles and beyond in search of the truth. All right. So Kristen's round two pick is Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. So I also hit upon the glamour theme here. I just kept coming back to that word when I was reading your questionnaire. You love style. You have a huge collection of fall coats. You also appreciate the late 70s and early 80s and love immersive books that take you into the party and lives of interesting people. So if you haven't read Taylor Jenkins Reads, Malibu Rising, that is absolutely my second recommendation. I don't know about you, but I love books that have an extremely short scope of time, but feel expansive in how much story they tell. Malibu Rising follows one party and one night and how it changes the lives of a family forever. You said that Sally Rooney doesn't always connect with you, and I think a good antidote to the aloofness of her books could be the very present novel that Jenkins Reid writes here, which also happens to be set in the past. In August 1983, Nina Riva, who's a supermodel and surfer, is throwing her annual end of the summer bash. All of the Rivas are famous for something. Besides Nina being a supermodel, one of her brothers is a championship surfer, another is a famous photographer, and all of them have secrets from each other, which will be revealed before dawn. 
As we learn about their pasts, the current of the narrative pulls just as strongly as the Pacific waves that all the Rivas grew up riding. I felt like I was at a wild party while reading Jenkins Reid's book, just as surely as I felt like I knew all of the Rivas by the end of it. I hope that if you haven't read it already, that you pick up Malibu Rising. Okay, so your second round picks, Bria. I know, another challenge for you here. (laughs) They are... Elena's pick, Save Me the Plums by Ruth Reichel. Kristen's pick, Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. Or my pick, Malibu Rising. Which would you choose to go out with? I unfortunately and unfortunately have already read Malibu Rising, but I did love it. So okay, good to know. Um, yeah, it's it's a very hard decision, but I do in fact own Beautiful Ruins. It's on my bookshelf. I've never read it. And seeing as though it's the summer and I'm kind of in that mindset now, I'm going to have to go with Beautiful Ruins, I think, by Jess Walter. Oh, good. I think you'll really love it. It is just such a perfect summer read. And it has that beautiful cover, too. I feel like I'm overdue for reading it. I feel like (laughs) I've seen it everywhere, like, for the past 10 years. And I'm probably just, like, need to not probably just read what's um, on my shelf rather than, like, going out and buying five new books. (laughs) Bria, I also have it on my shelf and have not read it. And I think Kristen's um, description of it has finally convinced me to add it to my bedside table to finally pick up. It's so good. Absolutely. Like, my ultimate summer reading experience was reading that book by Pool. Like, I remember it vividly. And it's it's good. You guys are in for a treat. All right. I can't wait. So um, where this leaves us is that Kristen receives 20 points for round two for her her selection, Beautiful Ruins, being selected. But lucky for me, since you had already read and enjoyed Malibu Rising, because who wouldn't, I actually get an additional 10 points. So that means that I actually get to be the winner this episode. Yay! Bria, it's the first time this season I was starting to get down in the dumps. I am so grateful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. (laughs) Thank you for helping me bust my my losing loss. And so we get to (laughs) so we get to link to Third House Books from Gainesville, Florida in today's show notes. So make sure to check them out. They've been closed since COVID started. They've only been doing online orders so they definitely need your business bria thank you thank you thank you so much for joining us today and i hope you enjoy all the books that you pick up thank you so much and thank you so much for having me and for all of the wonderful book recommendations um i definitely just wrote all of these down and will be adding them to my nightstand stack where can we find you on the internet if we want to find out more about you um, I'm on Instagram at Bria Sharippa. I post a lot of things about my dog, my dachshund, Willie, family dog, Willie, pasta, books, TV, Harry okay. Styles. <laughs> All of the greats. <laughs> the Elena, important things. <laughs> Elena, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at, at Elena Wonders on Instagram or on Twitter. And Kristen, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Paper Alphabet. P-A-P-E-R alphabet. And you can find me on Twitter as well at R-M McKenney, M-C-K-E-N-N-Y, or on Instagram at Rachel Mans McKenney. You can find all the books that we talked about today in our show notes, and the book links are going to go to our winning bookstore, which is Third House Books in Gainesville, Florida. You can also find more about our show online at blinddatewithabookpod.com and at bookmeetcute on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow us and tell us all of the books that you have fallen in love with recently. Thanks for listening to Blind Date with a Book. Our show is produced and co-hosted by Kristen Evans, Rachel Mance McKenney, and Elena Nicolau. 
Our showrunner is Rachel Mance McKenney, and our sound editor is Elena Nicolau. Kristen Evans handles web design and newsletter production. Our theme music was written by Alex Bozzi, and our logo was designed by Chelsea Hill. If you like today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review Blind Date with a Book on Apple Podcasts. Ratings make it even easier for other listeners to find us and join the fun. We'll be back in two weeks with a new guest and more books to recommend. Until then, we hope you're falling for the next book on your TBR pile, whatever it might be.